0: The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the owner, staff, or management of this radio station.
1: Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections, and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. The girlfriended principal was born out of loss. Patty's mother was murdered, and Lisa lost her mother to cancer. This forged a bond between them that nothing could shake. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement girlfriended, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on TogiNet.com.
0: All right. What are you crazy about? You mean like crazy good? (laughs) Yes. We are owning crazy good today,
2: as in passionately pursuing and expecting the remarkable. Okay. If you're going crazy good, I had a crazy good week so far. And I know it's only Thursday, but... I just got back from Texas and um, got invited to attend this conference with 7,000 other women. And it truly so it was, was a really small conference. It was a very small <laughs> conference. And I actually got a, to got a sit in the second row with all, you know, with the speakers and everybody and got to see it from that vantage point. And it truly was, it took my breath away. Wait wait, just, wait, 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 wait. It took your breath away and I wasn't sitting next to you. No, me. you weren't. I'm sorry. <laughs> not this time. There were other girlfriends that were taking my breath away, I must say, but ma- ma- mainly God took my breath Brought the way. It Aww. was one of those crazy God experiences where you're just in the moment, in the experience, in the presence of God, and you're watching God use all these different people. Mm. There was Carrie Jobe, there was Priscilla Shire, there was Christine Kane, there was Perry Noble, there was... Um, Gosh Charlotte Gamble, and plus this team of women it was a gateway um, community church, and they were just over and beyond, mm. and totally were a blessing and and um, you really did experience God, so it was crazy, good, and you I came expecting to experience God, and I really did, yeah, so i I have more to tell you because I just got in last night and i'm wa- I can 't wait to uh Unload on you. You've been talking to me in your head. I, can I tell. totally have been talking <laughs> to you in my head. So you're gonna get a, you're gonna get an earful after the show. <laughs> <laughs> but we want to remind everybody that you are listening to Girlfriend at Radio with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Dirtigan, where we rally you to the remarkable through resources and relationships. And we're gonna have more information about our show today and other tips and tricks that we have up our sleeve on our website at girlfriendit.com. Well,
0: and you can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. But let's get back to crazy. Um, exactly what you said Lisa that you expected him to show up and so often it's hard to expect God when you're not expecting him and in other words when we are not seeking or looking for him or should I say inviting him in then we might not see him well and it's so true because you don't you don't find what you're not looking for yeah because he's always there we always say we need to Ask God to show up. It's like, yeah, you just invite him, but he's always there. He's always showing up. He's well, always Well, we get so caught us.
2: up in, the, in our daily routines and the busyness of life that we're not even looking for God because we're just kind of surviving the day and we're just going into going, I have to survive another 24 hours and I have all these demands and all these things. And you're just in that kind of survival coasting mode. And you're not intentionally going, I just want to see God. You know, I want to be looking for him mm-hmm. and I want to expect him. And mm-hmm. he doesn't disappoint. No, we know that. Never, never does he disappoint. But we t-
0: just don't look. I, um, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I'm going to go back. I'm to- leaning in now. <laughs> when I was in my twenties, I started going through the experiencing God book. You know how they had the Bible study. And the- yes. And, um, I, my, my sister gave it to me and said, you've got, you've got to read this book. So as I was going through it, 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 there was always that question when you would go through the workbook that says, where are you experiencing God? Where are you seeing God? And I would literally leave that blank because I would sit there and go, I, I don't know. Like I I genuinely did not know where I was Seeing God, where I was experiencing God. And I thought, this is so sad. I have been a Christ follower, so, follower since I was eight years old. And here I am. And, you know, I was serving, I was working in the youth. But I wasn't really, I was just kind of going through the motions. I don't think I was truly diving in and mm-hmm. going, okay, God, use me. I want to experience you. And I, I think that. We struggle with that sometimes. You just kind of go through the motions.
2: Well, and you know when you when you hear the word expect, because we just we just you know we're speaking to women about expecting God, which you know before you you speak and do things, you always live it a little bit before, and God works on your heart. Yes. And first, and I think both of us were going, okay, where is He really working on our heart here? And um, it was convicting because we do tend to settle in our days and not really expect God to do the crazy things, like we said, the crazy good things. And part of expecting, because it's like, okay, well, what does expecting really look like? And um, a lot of expecting God is waiting on God. And we're not good at the waiting thing. We want instant results, instant gratification. But waiting with an expectation that God, and it's in that waiting period so many times when God shows up and he starts working on our hearts and starts pruning and getting things ready. And so that when the moment, when it happens, that a lot of times in that waiting period, we, and I'm guilty of this, we we sit back and do nothing because we're waiting. Yes. But really, if you're expecting God, you should be serving. You should be going through that, you should be doing things in the waiting so that you really are waiting and ready for God to show up. Well, and, and another
0: thing is interesting. I was talking to Michelle Jernigan, your daughter-in-law. Yes. And, and I'm in the waiting period right now in selling a house and Michelle is my realtor. And she was talking about, um, and now I, I the, what's the book, the circle prayer circle maker C- circle maker, which is an excellent book. Um, she was even talking about one way of expecting God is to start praying um, and thanking God mm-hmm. for already the the blessings He's go- He's yeah. going to do, and she was saying, as my realtor, which it was, it really warmed my heart up. I'm I'm already praying for the sale of your house, thanking Him for you know blessing you and, and having that all happen. And we don't know, you know, that waiting. There's a reason for it why you're waiting, and it might be just you're expecting God, or there might be a whole other um, answer that's out there. But I just thought that that's an interesting way too, is sometimes when you're going through a really dark time to already start thanking him because you know when you get through it, it,
2: like you said, he never disappoints us. Well, and he always answers in ways we can't even imagine or we can't even anticipate. And, And that goes back to we want to have the control. As, especially as women, we want to control the situation. And then it goes, and then what that does is we we want to do things that we can control, which are possible, instead of relying on a crazy God who does the impossible. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really the difference. And speaking of that, I, I, I haven't told you the story, and I am so excited because it's one of those crazy God stories that it doesn't make any sense. And now I'm leaning in. I know. It is cool how God works because my, my daughter, Amy, um, she has a sister-in-law, her husband husband's sister that is, um, was diagnosed several years ago with, with a brain tumor, and mm-hmm. she's been going through chemo and remission. Well, they told them a few weeks ago, there's nothing that more they can do. It's terminal. And so she's in the final stages. And she's only in her 30s, wow. which is just heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And um, and so this gal, we would all been praying for her, praying for her that she would just truly know the Lord. And because she's at that time where she doesn't communicate. She she just kind of has a look on her face. There's really, you don't know if there's that any activity. Comatose state. Yeah. You know it, because the brain, you know, that stuff is just crazy with with the brain. Um, but she, um, she just they they've been bringing her to church. And they don't normally this you know this part of the family doesn't normally attend and and not really sure where she is with yeah. the Lord, and so just been praying we've all just been praying God reveal yourself to Bobby, um, and even though she doesn't she doesn't communicate and you don't know if she's hearing anything so this is really cool a couple of weeks ago um, in church um, when my husband was they gave those cards because we're in that more than yeah. God is more than series and so everybody had a card and you were asked just to, to write. It says, God is more than, and you were asked to write your name so that you realize that God can handle anything in your life. He's greater than whatever circumstance. He's greater than you. We're not the center of our life. God is really in control. And so at a point in the service, he asked everybody to take a pen and write your name so you can remember that God is greater than. Mm -hmm. He's more than. Okay, so this gal has not communicated verbally or any other way at all. All of a sudden she reaches over for a pen. No. And she writes her name legibly on this thing. Ugh. And the family was in shock because they didn't even know if she's understanding yeah. what's being said around going her. Going through the motions. She just they literally drag her there uh-huh. because she can't hardly walk and they put her in a wheelchair. So they don't they're just exposing her and they don't even know if she's even hearing anything. It it stunned them. And she, God is speaking personally to yeah. her and she's responding and she wrote that down. And so that was like a huge, that's crazy. Yeah. That was just huge. And and it makes you realize that God is not limited to what we think. A lot of times we judge on the outside and we think nothing's happening. Yes. Nothing's going on. We have no idea what God is doing, um, behind the scenes in a human heart, whatever our job is to faithfully wait and expect God to just to show up. And so that was just that's been a great reminder going our role is to pray and and just expect God to show up and just to do crazy good stuff. Yes. And he does. He is faithful when we have him do that. Absolutely.
0: That you know that is a really cool story because it You get to experience God through others. And you know what? That's another thing that I think I had a hard time when I was younger. We're we're so self-absorbed, we think that He's gonna speak to us, you know, like audibly or and and you and you realize that's a part of it. It, When people go, Oh yeah, God shared this with me or God whispered this. It's it's through others. It's because we are created. For relationships, We were created for exactly that, to be sitting next to her in a wheelchair and watching her grab for the pen and write her name. Mm-hmm. And that is experiencing God.
2: That is totally experiencing God. And you don't want to miss those moments and not be in the presence. But but once again, we talk about expecting. You know, it's a lot of effort to, to get her there. And so it's yes. like you have to do your motion. So many times we just sit back and we don't... Um, we just go, okay, God, I'm waiting. Yeah. And But God's going, and I'm waiting on you too. I'm waiting on you to do something so that I can activate something. Well, even um, this
0: last weekend when we did a women's conference, one of the um, activities that, that we do is by just asking for volunteers and we always give them a gift. And it might be as simple as they answer a question or they have to hand out things. But it's funny because by the end of the retreat when we say we need some volunteers – at the beginning, no one wants to volunteer because they don't want to stretch out of their comfort zone. They don't know, you know what are going to do. Say yes. Are they going to embarrass me? Uh, what what's going to be asked of me? And our whole point of doing that is at the end. They go, I need a volunteer, and they see that all we're doing is giving them a gift. All we want to do is is bless them, and that's what God wants. God's saying, I need you to you know raise your hand and volunteer and say yes, God, I'm going to be obedient and and jump in there, and that's all He's asking. He's for us looking to do. for us
2: to say yes. Yeah. So we need to expect God, expect crazy good from God, and let's do it today. So joining us next is Barb Pruitt, who will be helping us define even further crazy good and serving a crazy God. We'll be right back.
1: is Girlfriend It on Toginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend radio right after these.
3: My husband and I were in youth ministry and knew nothing about church planning. But as we felt God leading us to start a new church, we were connected with Stadia. They gave us coaching and personal care, giving us the confidence that we needed. They even have a ministry called Bloom that's designed to support me as a lead planner spouse. We now lead a church in Cleveland, Ohio that's transforming lives, and we couldn't have done it without Stadia. Stadia
2: brings
1: people and churches together to transform lives and communities through church planting. For more information, go to stadia.cc. Join us every Monday. Sunday at 10 a.m. Central for the Johnny Roland News, Guns, and Motorsports Radio Show, with commentary about current events, guns, shooting, and firearms issues, automotive and motorsports features, and special music presentations. Johnny is recognized as an international firearms authority and ballistic engineer, as well as an accomplished and widely recognized automotive designer and longtime TV and radio host. This program draws on Johnny's experience in shooting, motorsports, and as a professional entertainer musician. Don't miss Johnny Roland News, Guns and Motorsports, Infotainment at its best. Trust us on this one; it's a fun show every Monday morning at 10 a.m. Central right here on the Toginet Radio Network. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on Toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa.
0: to our show and we've been having some great discussion on, uh, God Crazy Stuff, and our next guest today is Barb Pruitt, and we're going to talk about some more God Crazy Stuff, because Barb is a motivational speaker, author, owner of Inspire TV, life coach, and mentor, and she also is currently the executive pastor for Faith Builders Church in Arizona. She has written several books, um, a few of them, Confessing the Word of God, God Crazy Freedom, Got Crazy Girlfriends, and a mini book called Loneliness. Uh, she also has her own TV program called Inspire Girls Inspiring Girls, and a network of women in the ministry called Inspire Girls in the Ministry. Well, wow, Barb, speaking of crazy, we think you're crazy.
4: <laughs> All these I'm things are awesome girls. <laughs> so how are you today? Oh, I'm doing
0: so wonderful. But well, we just want to um, hear some of your God-crazy moments, and we want to uh, start out by kind of backing into your own personal story, your, your journey of um, what led you to where you are right, right now with all the, the God-crazy things that you're doing.
4: Well, you know, God always takes us down paths sometimes we don't understand. Some are amazing, and some have their personal challenges. And um, I definitely faced a challenge about four or five years ago, and it led me to the path of meeting this wonderful woman named Michelle Borquez. And we got to speaking about how women um, need to learn to celebrate each other, Love each other, break down the walls of jealousy and competition. And the moment that we met each other, um, we just said, you know what, we've got to do something for women to bring us together, to celebrate each other, and to give a safe environment for women to go through healing.
2: Well, it's, it is cool to do it with a girlfriend and model, like you said, because we we really do need more unity um, mm-hmm. among women and in the church and in our relationships, because you do see so much uh, competition and, and comparison mm-hmm. happening, and because basically as women, we don't think we're enough, so then right. we are looking at other people, and we're doing that whole comparison game, which is really deadly, and we all are guilty of it at times, and um, and probably more often than we want to admit that we're right. guilty of it mm-hmm. because it is really in the flesh. It, you know, that's, that's kind of how we're wired. Sometimes we really do have to overcome that. Mm-hmm. But, um, so how, like, obviously there's, so there's some people that are really wired and, as women for more for relationships and those that really do embrace girlfriends and those that are like you know i'm kind of okay just having a few or having a few from a distance what is your background that you go i really do need to have women in my life and i do enjoy girlfriends
4: well i tell you women really need to celebrate each other and we need each other you know Without even saying words, we automatically inspire one another. Whether we see a girl with a really cute outfit and how she put it together, we're like, oh, that's (laughs) that's really cute. I'm going to try that and see if there's something in my closet, you know. Or Mm -hmm. we go into each other's homes and we see the way we put their homes together or how they have the relationships and so we automatically from a distance are inspiring each other to be better but my heart and passion is let's break down the walls, let's break down maybe um, some brokenness in our past that makes us feel like we're not good enough or we don't measure up that keeps us separated and let's learn to be courageous and love our sisters that maybe be a little bit ahead of us in this journey you know, and just realize that everyone woman has had their battle you know every woman has had their battle scars and and things that they've been broken or disappointed in and but what happens is as women we we masquerade it we're really good at you know when we see each other everything's great we're happy you know not that we should just run around spouting our brokenness but i think we're in a circle of relationships that we need to be willing to just disarm ourselves and be mm-hmm. real and just say, you know, I've had some brokenness in my past. You know, I, I heard someone say that jealousy really is, when you feel jealous or competitive with another woman, you really feel like it's never going to happen for you. Mm-hmm. So as women, if we can identify why do I feel like I can't have a relationship? Why do I feel, or maybe, you know, I had betrayal, gosh, about three years ago, I must have had four or five women that just walked out of my life and not only weren't my friends anymore, but betrayed me. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I thought, I don't know if I'm really into this relationship stuff, you know. And, but I felt like that was a way that life tried to put a wedge from the very thing that I need, and that is to have female relationships.
2: And, you know, that is such a significant point because as women, as seeking friendships and the girlfriends, a lot of women do not engage in relationships because they have been wounded from another woman or friend. And a lot of times it goes back to junior high or high school or Mm -hmm. college. And like you said, we still carry those wounds. So we're like, I am not going to let anybody else in. I'm not going to let anybody... Mm -hmm hurt my heart and that's really easy because anybody, any woman that you talk to has had that. And a lot of times we feel like we're alone, like I'm the only one that's been betrayed by a friend. Right. And when we start having these conversations, you're like, okay, you two have been betrayed. It wasn't just me. That's right. And that is the risk of relationships, but that's what the enemy also wants to do is like when we when we get wounded or we feel that place, he wants us to go, okay, no more. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. I'm not gonna put myself out there anymore. And that's what the enemy wants us to do. And so yes. you do have to push through that woundedness and go, I'm going to still pursue and let God use me in a relationship or a Mm -hmm. friendship. Well, I think even identifying it, I know uh, last weekend when we were
0: um, speaking at the conference, we talk about women, you know, are you a pack hopper where you just hop from pack to pack? Mm-hmm. And I had a, a gal come up to me and it was so funny. She kind of swooped in and said, I'm a pack hopper.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and
0: so we were talking about it, but it's exactly what you said. The the, the first thing is recognizing it. Mm-hmm. She goes, I never even thought that I was a pack hopper until you guys identified. Yeah. We went, and that's because of trust. She didn't trust, mm-hmm. you know, the, the people groups that she was in, the women groups, you know, be it Bible study or prayer groups, because somehow that trust had been broken. And so instead of getting to know people on a real personal level, level, she would just pack off to mm-hmm. go from from pack to pack and that's it's really easy to do.
2: So how did you personally get beyond that woundedness? Because pain is a great connector of women. Right. <laughs> even to get past it because I we know there's a lot of women listening, they're going, I am wounded right now. I'm in that place. I've been wounded from a friend and I don't know that I want to um you know go put it out there again. And as we know, we are really better together and God really uses us together. But a lot of times we sit on the sidelines because we have been wounded. So what are some things that helped you move past that to go, you know, I'm not gonna let that stop me.
4: Well, one of the things that I learned that was probably the biggest lesson is I learned healthy boundaries in relationships. I learned to examine and, you know, and when the Bible talks about guarding our heart, sometimes we think, oh, that means I stand there, you know, I'm not going to let anybody in. I'm not going to trust because, you know, I'm going to guard my heart. And really that word guard means it's like a person standing at a fence with, you know, their hand up by their eyebrow looking off into the distance. So in relationships, it's okay to look into that woman's life before you allow them into your secret place, before you allow them to really know the deep places of who you are because, I mean, in reality, we really can't trust everybody, Mm so we have to use some wisdom. And so I've learned to identify women that would try to come into my life who would have wrong motives Mm -hmm. or selfish ambitions. Mm-hmm. Or whatever their reasons are. So I've learned to look a little further into the distance instead of going. I'm never going to trust women, which is what my emotions wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But I learned to look and examine and see their hearts. And and as I, you know, started watching their walk and watching what their heart motives were, I could welcome them in just a little bit and a little bit. And I learned to have those healthy boundaries.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and then I
4: had to go, okay, now I've got a healthy boundary. I have to learn to trust again because I did realize, okay, my calling is to women and my calling is to celebrate. So wouldn't it be just like the enemy to bring in that division so that I would never reach out and give what I can give to women. So you just have to take a leap of faith again. Okay. I know the boundary. I know how to trust again. And now in these relationships, what, what can I offer them as a woman of God? to keep that relationship healthy, you know, to minimize gossip within it, to help build trust to the other woman and not be so much about myself, but what can I give the other woman in this relationship?
0: And Yeah. And that's so hard, especially in your position as an executive mm-hmm. pastor. It's really hard to know um, who to trust and to set those boundaries for. Do you have any, we have um, a lot of pastors, wives and ministry leaders that are in our, our, our audience, our listeners. Um, it, are there any tips for that? Because it is very lonely in your position.
4: You know, it's true. When you are a woman in ministry, it's very difficult um, because you just can't share with everyone. Um, you know, and that's why it's so important for a women in the ministry to find that co-labor of women that you can trust. Um, and they are out there. I started something a few months back, and it's for women that are just in the ministry. And my heart is to network us together as women because we have different struggles. You know, we, we've got different um, disciplines appointments. Um, when we're angry at our husbands, who do we talk to? He's the pastor, <laughs> you know yeah. When, yeah. when we're having problems with our children, who do we don't want to bear our heart to everyone. so I think it's important to find that social circle and then within that, finding that one woman that you can connect to and you can trust and so I did create an environment, and my prayer is women that they'll find divine connections by the spirit mm. And then being careful with the women that are in your church not to share too much, not to bear your heart. Because we know the old saying, you know, you're going to forgive them and move on, but the people around you won't. They're always going to remember what you shared with them. So it's very careful as women in the ministry that we we are careful in what we share with our co-laborers. And I've learned to dive deep into my relationship with Jesus. You know, he's my secret place. I I can trust him with all of my heart, and I've learned that in my relationship with him, I'm able to cast off my cares at his feet.
0: Well, you know, I think that's a real important tip is that when you do bear all and you give people that information, exactly what you said, they hold on to it, you moved on on, Mm -hmm. and they're still going, wow, that person did that to you and you've Mm -hmm. been able to forgive. You even, you've forgotten that you even shared that story, right? (laughs) You're still hanging on. And I think if we remember that before you say it, go, okay, whatever I'm, whatever information I'm giving here, this person, I need to either make sure that I go back to them. Or um, just don't say it at all. So that's, you know, that's a true. really good way And one of- thing
4: that I, I realized, too, and I, I've made that mistake. I, I've had um, girls that I'm mentoring, and you share a little too much, and, and you forget their hearts can't handle it. Mm-hmm. they're not where you're at they don't have the thick skin yet they don't have the understanding of ministry and sometimes we as women because we were communicators we, you know we use what seven thousand words a day and men use three you know so we have many words we want to use but the women that are in our circle their hearts can't handle the load of the ministry they can't handle when people leave the church or speak against you and we have to be very careful to guard their hearts
2: But they're not where we're at yet and that's such a great point. Barb, we're going to have to take a quick break. When we come back, let's talk about your crazy conference. And we'll be right back at Girlfriend It.
1: Is Girlfriend It on Toginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on girlfriended.com It's time to discover it. Connect it. Propel it. Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend it Radio. Right after these.
2: We were thriving in a youth ministry when God clearly called us out of our Bible Belt comfort zone to plant a church in California. Stadia's 90-plus percent success rate gave us all the confidence we needed. They also cared for us through amazing support networks to encourage us like Bloom, a -a one-of-a-kind ministry for planters' wives. It's here I find deep friendships with like-minded gals who want to change lives. Stadia brings people and churches together to transform lives and communities through church planting. For more information, go to stadia.cc.
3: network presents the diva download with tracy and tasha if you think diva is all about attitude and drama think again The Diva Download is the premier online radio program where girls of all ages, shapes, sizes, and colors get together to redefine what it means to be a diva so that all girls can discover their inner diva and develop a healthy sense of self-worth and self-esteem. Being a true diva means you're diverse, involved, value-driven, and active. That's today's diva. If you want to celebrate the girl in your life through education, encouragement, empowerment, and entertainment, join us every week on Tuesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and celebrate the essence of being a girl only here on the WooHoo Radio Network.
0: Our show today, we are talking with Barb Pruitt, who is the founder of God Crazy Freedom, a women's conference. And God Crazy Freedom is a real conference with real stories and real women that have overcome life's darkest trials and are living a life of wholeness and victory and walking in destiny. And that is something we we all want to um, strive for. And this is a life changing experience, a life changing conference where each woman will leave with a renewed vision and a personal plan for her life. And Barb, you're saying you go to this conference, you will never be the same. So, you know, Barb, we were just talking about before we went into our commercial break, and and I think this is so significant when you are in leadership and you're doing ministry or a pastor's wife. To find those boundaries of what you can share with people because we hear it over and over again that it comes back and bites you in the buhaini. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> um, I just think that that's a great tip to, you know, I, I look at it and um, the other day Lisa and I were laughing because I said, you know, Jesus had his one which I said it was Peter and she said it was John, which is funny because Peter is more my temperament and John is Lisa's <laughs> temperament. But he had that one that he truly poured into and then he had the three and then he had the 12. And I think that's a good. And then he had a Judas. And then he had a Judas. And it's like, why would we think that we would have anything different. Mm -hmm. So I think that's kind of a good way to look at it to go, okay, I need that, that one that I Mm -hmm. can really, Mm -hmm. you know, have there as my safety net. Some people call it that lightning rod. Um, then you have your three that maybe you can share a little bit more information with, or you're doing more things with, and then, you know, you have that 12 that you're that's on your team that you're doing ministry with. But, um, I want to go back to your, your God crazy conference. Tell us a little bit about, um, this conference.
4: Well, I'm very excited to be a part of this project. Um, this conference is based off of the book, God, Crazy Freedom, and that's actually where it all started when Michelle and I were speaking about women and really talking about being vulnerable and being real. And um, this book came together with 20 girls that are sharing their um, Darkest Hour in a very real, vulnerable way. And um, each girl wrote a chapter in this book and shared The Darkest Hour. But then at the end of their chapter, they wrote The Place of Victory that God brought them through. So all of the women that are in this book and also coming to this conference because they're paired together um, have walked through the process of healing. They've walked through the areas of shame because of what they've gone through, and they've exposed that brokenness. And then at the end of their chapter, we, we each wrote a five-day devotional just in taking the word and going deeper into the heart of that woman to find that place of victory. So at the God Take Crazy conferences, we are bringing these women in to share their stories and to share their places of victory. And the first one is being kicked off here in Tempe, Arizona, so it's very exciting. And And, and when is that? That this weekend starts tomorrow night, and there's still time to get your tickets, and it is Saturday morning um, until about 4 o'clock Saturday afternoon. So there'll be uh, speakers. I'm speaking Friday night myself, kicking off the event um, with Michelle, who, who is the um, God Crazy Freedom um, originator. And then we've got workshops the next day that's going to be talking on rejection to acceptance emptiness to intimacy, um, control to surrender, abandonment to forgiveness, and it just goes on and on, shame to purity. These are women who have had affairs, who have had abortions, who have had husbands that have just completely rejected them and thrown them to the sides. I mean, real-life stories, but coming from a place of victory. And there's also a teen um, topic. So there will be a teen um, uh, sessions for the young girls, too. I love
0: that. I love mm-hmm. getting, getting them started early on mm-hmm. that. Well, um, you can find more information. You can go either to our Facebook uh, Girlfriend it page, or you can go to our website and find out more about how to sign up for that conference. Wonderful. And um, I, I just want to, there's a quote, Francis Chan says, if life were stable, I'd never need God's help. And I, I just want to say, what, in your darkest hour, um, tell us a little bit about that.
4: Well, um, being in ministry for 20 years, there's been a few of those dark hours, but I think one of the most painful ones is, you know, I'm, I'm a single woman, and I knew the Lord had called me to ministry very young. I used to pretend to preach the gospel in the mirror to thousands of people, and they would get saved, and so I knew that was the, the path God had for me. And about 17 years old, the Lord had said, you know, I want you to... Um, yeah, um, I want you to wait to be married. He said, when the right one comes, you'll know it. I want you just to trust me. And I said, okay, God, great. You know, at 17 or 18, you're like, woo, it's probably going to happen like 20, you know. And you're like, I can, I can wait on that. Well, my journey was way different than I imagined. And one thing I love about the Lord, and I want to encourage women who may be listening, is every woman's story is different. We don't have to have the same storybook. We just have to have God's plan for our life. And what happened in my journey is I started doing children's ministry and youth ministry and traveling and, and doing conferences really around the world at a very young age. And so God had that design for me. But at a certain time, yeah, I was 35 years old, and I just said, you know, God, I, I had lost sight of who I was. I I just wanted to be married so desperately, and I lost hope, and I just said, you know what, the next guy that comes along, I'm doing it. I don't want to wait anymore. And... I did. I, I met this man, and it was a very high-profile wedding and um, or engagement. It was at a large church. But in my spirit, the whole time going, this is not God. I'm making my own choice of the flesh, and I'm going to hurt him. I'm going to hurt his family, and this is not God's choice. Well, I continued in the relationship for quite some time, started planning the wedding and Everybody was celebrating it, but honestly, in the midnight hour, I knew I had to follow God, and so I ended up calling off the wedding, um, and it was very last minute. And it threw my world into a tailspin, and because it was such a high-profile engagement, um, the church kind of went in a whirlwind, and nobody understood, and it really drove me to a place of shame and embarrassment, and um, I ended up having to leave the church, and it was just such a dark, ugly place. And I don't think people understood that even though I was the one who called off the wedding, it was still very difficult, and it was very painful, and was very shameful for me. Yeah. And I remember I got a hold of a lady who had done something very similar. I came across her on the Internet, and the Lord really led me to her. And I said, you know, God, I need somebody who can understand my pain, somebody who understands the craziness of what I just did. And the first thing this lady said to me, her name is Pam Thumb. She's a beautiful woman, and she said, you know, Barb, you have to ask yourself, what was in you that allowed this relationship? And at first I was so angry. I thought, are you kidding me? I could give you a scroll why I I did what I did, you know, and, and I had every reason in the book and good reason why. But when I hung up the phone with her, I began to search in my heart instead of pointing the finger and, and giving every excuse why. And I said, you know, I, just, I didn't want to trust the Lord anymore. I had lost sight of believing God. And so I had to go as a woman and get real. And even though every circumstance I could say why and, and give an excuse, but I really had to go what was inside of Barb Pruitt. And, you know, there's a verse that says, search my heart, oh God, and make it true. You know, search my heart, O oh God, and make it more like you. And as women, we have to be willing to go, okay, what brought me to this place in my life is really not what's important. What's important is what's in me and what's affecting my choices in my life and we have to be vulnerable and allow God to go in there. And and so I allowed the Lord to search my heart, and I had to find that place and go back to where I lost trust in the Lord. I lost sight of who I was. I lost sight of God's plan for my life. I I wanted the picture book story. I wanted what other women have. I began to compare my life, and, well, something's missing. Something's broken. I'm not normal if I don't have the way every other woman have in their life. And I had to undo that image and go back to who I was in Christ. And I had to get back on that sure foundation that it doesn't matter what anybody thinks about me. What matters is who I am in Christ Jesus. And it, it took me a good year to get through that healing process, maybe two years actually, to really dig deep and, and um, find that brokenness and allow the love of God to go back in and restore that place.
0: Okay, on a personal um, question here, as you expose yourself to all of our mm-hmm. listeners,
4: are you still friends with this fiancé? Um, no, because it didn't, it didn't end the greatest. Even though he knew it wasn't the will of God, we both knew. Um, I just think I was the one that was able to pull the plug. Yeah. And so that didn't end so well, unfortunately. But we yeah. did mend our ways. Um, and God was so gracious. I mean, He called and He asked me to forgive Him. And it, God mended that brokenness. And that was, and with my pastors. And, and honestly, the healing wheel has just been spinning because I put a demand on the Lord. I want healing in every place that was broken.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah.
4: he's doing it. He has done it. And it took it took some time. You know, you got to allow people to heal it, it. It doesn't happen overnight. Any quick fixes emotions. It's really not an internal adjustment by the spirit. Um,
0: And and once again, that's we really need to focus on that. It's not a quick heal. We want Mm -hmm. that instant gratification. Mm -hmm. We want to be able to pray, and that's you know we're talking about go away. (laughs) Yes, expecting God and having those crazy God moments, and we want to immediately get on our knees and beg God to to make it go away. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's all a part of that journey too, of depending on God as we are healing rather than just this, you know, magic wand and our, our little Mm -hmm. genie request and having it take place. So how, how long ago was this? How many years ago? This is in five years now, five years, five years. That's that's good for people to know who have who are going through I know Lisa and I have been through our woundedness and sometimes it'll be a full year before you even realize, wow, we were really wounded. Right. Right. <laughs> Because you do, you just think, okay, we're good, we're good to go. That was that was the past. <laughs> Let's move on in the, into the future, and then things will pop up, and you go, we're mm. still
4: healing. I didn't know that was in there. You know, yeah. and, and mentoring women, you know, from I mean, literally from twenties until I think I had seven-year-old women in the last mentoring sessions that I did. We are so powerful as women to push things down. We don't have time to deal with it. We've got our families and busyness, and so we take that experience and we shove it away into a a deep place in our heart. But I always say we're like a tube of toothpaste. When it's squeezed, what's in you is coming out of you. Mm. And it's in there somewhere. And what I want to encourage women to do and celebrate women is it's okay that there's shame in there. It's okay that there's brokenness in there. And my heart and passion is to get in the heart of that woman and rip that garbage out so that they can walk in the freedom and the liberty of Christ. And, you know, I did go, I did hide, and it came of shame, and I didn't want to come out. I was terrified. You know, I, I didn't want people to see my brokenness. As women, we want to hide that way, because if you know the real me, maybe you won't like me.
2: Mm-hmm. And in
4: reality, when we know the real you, we love you so much more, mm-hmm. because we understand the places that you've come from. Because I, you, I may not have your story, but I have a story, and I was in that same cave of shame even though it wasn't the same thing that sent me there I understand that shame and women I mean literally they are they were getting
2: set free okay we're gonna take a quick break we'll be right back
0: That's when we got connected with Stadia. They have incredible systems in place to support our family, including a network designed specifically for me, the spouse of a church planner. We could have never done it without Stadia.
3: Stadia
2: brings people and churches together to transform lives and communities through church planting. For more information, go to stadia.cc.
1: Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Pinlock. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on toginet.com.
0: Well, we're back, and we are talking crazy stuff today. Our guest, Barb Pruitt, has co-authored the book, God Crazy Freedom, with the God Crazy team. And you can get that on Amazon, or you can find out more information by going um, to GirlFriendIt.com. But today, we've been talking about God Crazy Moments uh, by Expecting God, and then um, just talking about also the God Crazy Conference that's taking place this weekend, and just women sharing about their dark, darkest moments and how God has just transformed their lives and, um, there is victory, total victory, which is really neat because once again, when we expect God, he never disappoints us. Mm -hmm. And even though when you're in those dark moments and just like you were saying, Barb, just the shame that was there. And, uh, you had talked about hiding in the cave of shame and we know that we have listeners out there that are right there in the midst of that cave of shame. Um, and just those emotions of, if you know me and you know what I've done, you might not like me. Mm -hmm. So we end up putting on those masks and we're not transparent. We're not authentic when we talk to other women and then we start comparing ourselves and it's exactly where the enemy wants us as we start spiraling down. And, um, through all of this, you've also written a book with your God crazy team called God crazy freedom. Tell us a little bit about the book.
4: Well, it's incredible. Um, The book only came out just a couple months ago, and we're actually going to our second print. Um, I think women are are really attaching to these real stories. And so it's a group of 20 girls that came together and really shared their places of brokenness and um, their places of victory. And then there's the the Bible study that attaches one day a week so you can really drive the Point home of victory I read the book from front to cover um, it took me probably a good week and every story literally touched my heart so deep these women just really got real and shared their pain and shared things that made my skin like a oh, wow I'm you know praise God that they're healed or thank you Jesus that wasn't my story you know it kind of puts in perspective life a little bit and so it's a real book um, it, but it does it. What I love the best about this book is it doesn't keep women in victim mentality. It mm-hmm. doesn't keep them in brokenness. It brings them to the victory in Christ. And if, if God will do it for my sister, he'll do it for you too.
0: Well, and I, and I do see that there's a movement that God is creating this movement of healing yeah. that, um, for for a while there, for the last decade, we've had this, let's just pour into Bible studies. Let's pour into it, which is awesome. You have yeah. to pour into God's Word. But you also have to have the tools in healing alongside with Scripture. Yeah. And uh, for whatever reason, I don't know if there's been more woundedness and more damage taking place mm-hmm. or if people are just more willing to talk about it and they're not stuffing it so much. So they do want to peel back... Those layers of pain and shame and in identifying that we can have the tools to help women get through that mm-hmm. alongside and, the scripture and the biblical truths
2: of it
4: yeah I agree with you I think probably about four years ago was the first time I did um, Esther's Court which is a mentorship program I offer and during that session I really felt coming alive and my spirit was God is healing the women that there is a movement of his anointing that is going to the hearts of women and really going deep to bring healing to them. So I agree with you. I think that there are women saying, you know what, I'm ready to deal with this baggage and I'm ready to let go of the past and see all that God has for me, and I do believe we are in that season. And that's why I'm like, Lord, let me be a forerunner. You know, whatever part I can play to help see these women get free, I want to be a part of
2: that. Well, and it goes back to a word that you used earlier in the show, which is trust. And yeah, we've got to get women, like you said, with with discernment and healthy boundaries to reach out to somebody who they can trust. Like you got on the internet and you said, I think it was Pamela Thumb or something, yeah. you know, somebody that goes me too with you mm-hmm. and that has your back and mm-hmm. goes, okay, here's what healing can look like. Here's what the victory can look like. Let's don't stay in that victim mentality. And then also, um, helping women to trust God, and yeah. we see a lot in as um, so we work with with women a lot of times in the strip clubs and the sex industry, and they've been spiritually abused yeah. by, by yeah. men saying, you know, you need to ask forgiveness of God because he because you caused me to do this, and so people have distorted over time, uh, misrepresented uh, God. So there's that spiritual. I got to even trust God because mm-hmm. I don't know who God really is. So. Trust is a huge thing for women on so many levels, whether it's men, it's a friend, or it ultimately means that we need to, to really point women to you can trust God and grace. I think
0: yeah. uh, so many times um, as Christians and the church, the church in the whole obviously is is the hope of the world. And we, we definitely, um, I'm not saying anything against the church. Right. I'm I'm walking on eggshells here, but I think that, um, so many times we use, we, we become Pharisees and we use the biblical truths Mm -hmm. to shame others Mm -hmm. rather than offering grace and having the biblical truths come alongside, um, as the foundation but to offer grace and let that person go on their own personal journey where the Holy Spirit is convicting them rather than us pointing the finger and and shaming them. And Mm -hmm. we need to step back and really be aware of that because women, they don't even want to step into the church Mm -hmm. um, because they feel that immediately that shame is going to be so
4: exposed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that the love of God has to first be seen Through you. You know, if you are the mentor, you're the one that's reaching out, they have to see God's love in you first and that love is unconditional, that love goes the extra mile, you know, that love doesn't give up, and, you know, even being a youth pastor, and, and even a children's pastor, they, people know if you genuinely love them, yes. you don't. It, you can say the same words, but if that heart isn't there, especially teenagers, they can sniff that out a mile away, and so I think these women that are broken, is they really need to see that authenticity, that you really love them, and well, I think... you.
0: You said that even earlier that, um, that authenticity comes out even just in a, in our actions. Yeah. I, I, speaking of a God crazy story, my sister also works with gals in the strip club industry. And for the last two years, she's been meeting with a gal at paradise bakery and the gal was moving, mm-hmm. but the waitress that's always there when they're meeting, it's a young gal in her twenties. She saw them meeting. And mm-hmm. at one point, she, my sister said, you know, I probably won't be seeing you. You know, her friend here was moving and, um, she goes, I guess I'm going to have to start having lunch with you. And the, the waitress said, I would love that. And so we were laughing that what is this, you know, young 20 year old that sees my sister meeting this gal for the last couple years Mm. going, I want that. I want what you're having. I see your joy, yeah. and so she met with her yesterday, and she said, "Okay, I have to ask you why. Why would you want to meet with a stranger?" She goes, "This is just funny to me," <laughs> and she goes, "Because I saw that you had something different, and and this mm-hmm. is someone who is not a believer." And she saw the joy. She saw mm-hmm. that they were having fun, having a good time, and she wanted that. So it
4: speaks volumes. The the words weren't there; it was the actions. It was yeah. I mean, women are craving it. They are craving it. I, I know I went to the Dream Center, and there was this, a gentleman that was sharing his story. He used to be homeless, and he was on the street corner. for. He used to be a Christian in the choir, lost his way, ended up on a street corner for years. And um, the Dream Center would come by, the same guy every day would find him on the streets and say, just want to tell you Jesus loves you
3: mm-hmm. every
4: day for 10 years. Ten he years. found that man and said, I just want to tell you Jesus love you. He said it was that last I want to tell you, Jesus loves you, changed his life forever. And now he's the pastor to the homeless people on the street. So wow. it's, you just got to keep loving, keep loving, keep loving. And it'll be that action of love that
2: could change their life forever. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, what is hard is when you are loving. It it does take time. Um, It can be frustrating. You just have to persevere and go. It goes back to that unconditional love because Mm -hmm. you're not going to always get the feel good back because people are in that broken place. Mm -hmm. They just need to know that there's a constant love in their life that um that is that is stable, you know, that right. I can go back to because we we all see have seen so many women and hear so many stories of just um the brokenness, but the 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 distrust and love, and so I just need to know that you're going to love me no matter what. No matter what. I'm giving women permission to go, it's not about what I do, but it really is who God. And how God sees me and Mm -hmm. but it's hard for us to to really embrace that that God could love me in spite of Mm -hmm. and we fill in the blank and it really is. It it is significant to have these conversations to give women permission in a safe environment to go my story can be shared here and it's not to stay as a victim, but it is to move into the victory. Mm-hmm. That God wants to give me in this. And that's what's powerful in all this as well, women. Well, even even your story um, that you just shared, Barb, just 10 years, because so many
0: times, once again, mm-hmm. going back to our timing when we're asking right. God to do crazy things, I, I know I have felt that way. You feel very discouraged because you're working with someone and you just, you don't see the fruits. Mm-hmm. And so, just to know, we might not ever see it on this side of heaven. Mm-hmm. Just those seeds that are planted, and that's what we're asked to do is just to plant the seeds.
4: Mm-hmm. That's right. And even in our own walk, when we want our healing, don't don't try to move too fast in the process. I mean, the Bible says He does here a little, there a little, and just allow your journey, your love walk with Christ. Because you know, I I learned at a very young age is that the what heals us is the love of God. And that love of God has to penetrate through our fears, through our brokenness, through our insecurities. But the more that we can open up and let that unconditional love of the Father go deep, that's what heals us from the inside out. And women try to go outside to fix it, to fix the inside. And we find out that leaves us broken and empty. But the Spirit of the Lord, the love of God is what goes like a bed sore. That bed sore they treat from the inside out, they don't patch it up on the outside, and that's the same thing with our wounds. We have to let God go in and from the inside out begin to heal that, and his love can bring you there.
2: And and it goes back to, like we said earlier in the show, expecting God to show up and, and yeah. that he will give us a victory. And Well, um, Barb, we have so enjoyed our time. We have about a minute left. This the show's done by quickly because okay. it, we're, we're talking on, a, on a, such a subject that really hits at the core of so many women and all mm-hmm. of us, um, really. And so we just appreciate your time and that you you really do exude Jesus and just for opening your heart and sharing and allowing us to, you know, to see each other's pain and know that there is healing Yeah, and, and to encourage each other in that, to don't, don't get stuck and, and don't stay there. Okay, in 45 seconds, what is one thing you just want to leave with our listeners? listeners no pressure (laughs) well i just
4: want to tell you you know what god has a great day for you he has a great future and a destiny and you know what it's not too late ladies it's not too late even abraham considered his old age but he never lost sight of the promise he never lost his trust so hang on trust god and you're going to reach your destiny
2: and that is such a, a great point. And I think one of the words walking away from the show is, is trust. trust. Mm-hmm. You know, if we kept hearing that, expecting God and trusting. Okay, thank you for listening to our show today. This is Girlfriend. We'll have more information about crazy God, good things, and expect God today. We'll be back. <laughs>